Welcome to Everything Went Black podcast. This is uh, another installment in mine and Andrew's uh, UFC long haul. You know, every week we got the next few weeks are all these pretty intense UFC cards. And Andrew and I are going to uh, break down the cards and give you our picks and, uh, you know, just kind of talk about the fights and, you know, our predictions and things like that. But before we get rolling on this, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Savage Gold Coffee. Um, if you love coffee like me, go over to savagegoldcoffee.com and pick up a bag. We have a medium roast, the Savage Gold Prime, and the new, the new-ish Dark Roast, which is a Peruvian bean. And uh, actually, probably one of my, probably my favorite of the two is the Dark Roast. I started out really uh, feeling the Prime, but... I, uh, I do that blended butter MCT oil coffee in the morning, and the dark roast, you know, is kind of suited for that type of thing, you know. And then, um, if you're interested in uh, some of our affiliate sponsors, just go to the site everythingwentblackmedia.com, and you can check out Datsusara, which is a hemp uh, production company. Basically, they make geese, grappling shorts, um, these really awesome bags that I utilize on tour as well as for, you know, put all my training gear in there, like a fitted gi, headgear, shin guards, boxing gloves, you know, two water bottles, towels, mouthpieces, that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, also I use that on tour when I travel. Also, NatureBox, which is a subscription program where they send you uh, basically these really healthy snacks every month, and you can, you know, pick out whether or not you want it to be gluten-free uh, you know, low sugar, uh, organic, vegan, like that kind of thing. And also on it, which is, uh, I'm a big user of the on it products. Um, you know, I have a kettlebell from them. I have like, uh, the hemp force protein. Um, I use the warrior bars as a fill in food when I go out on tour. Um, I got a bunch of their supplements in my kitchen and, uh, you can check them all out. And if you purchase through the portal on the site, I get a piece of the action. So that just kind of helps. Everything uh, kind of lubricates all the gears here and keeps uh, you know keeps us moving forward. So uh, so yeah. So Andrew, good to see you again. We're on Skype. Totally, man. It's awesome. Yeah. So I didn't know you had a second roast on Savage Gold. I do. We got the dark roast. I should send you a bag, man. Do you like dark dark roast coffee? Hell yeah. Yeah. I um I was in love with the uh, the Yurgashev beans when I first got into this, and they they're great. And um. But with the blended, you know, sort of butter MCT oil thing I do in the morning, that dark roast just like fucking kills, man. It's just like, it's just a good way to start the day. And, uh, it sounds good. Yeah, the Yurgashev is great black, just on its own, you know, or if you want to like, uh, get crazy and like, you know, put some, uh, some, you know, coconut oil on that, that's cool. Actually, you know what's really crazy is I, I drop a little chili powder. You follow me? Little yeah, chili, man. little chili powder. Sound good. Little chili pea in the, uh, in the <laughs> little key is special. Yeah, man. Little chili pea in the, uh, along with the oil and, and butter. And I do that on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? Cause I like to get a little crazy on the weekends. Weekend you know, treat. I wake, I wake up a little later in the day, you know, like eight o'clock or something like that, nine o'clock. I power down, you know, some of that coffee. And, uh, you know, usually I, I head out to train like around noon and I'm, I'm all ready to go. So, anyway, there you got it, man. If you guys dig coffee, check out the Savage Gold Coffee, and uh, I promise you, you'll you'll enjoy it. 
there's no money back guarantee, so if you buy it, you're kind of fucked <laughs> if you don't like it. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to add in there that you know, <laughs> this isn't like some pre-planned thing. Where, <laughs> oh, hey, Mike. So, wow, there's a dark roast now. That's really interesting to me. <laughs> like, I seriously didn't know, and I'm really, I, I got grips up, up some of that. Yeah, for sure. I got to be better. I got to get back back onto the promotional. Uh, you know, I, I got to start promoting more. I was really good at it, and then we went to Europe. I was preoccupied with a lot of other things, <laughs> and then now that I'm back, I need to get back on the promotion uh, trail. Did you bring any with you to Europe? No, I mean you know how it is, dude. It's like you know, it's always like an ordeal getting everything on the plane, and I'm always, you know, it's like it's a it's it's a moving target. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you oh, show totally up. Like a- Datsusara full of just coffee, just <laughs> coffee beans. <laughs> that bag, though, dude, that bag, I have a fanny pack, too. I have the fanny pack version, like the Datsusara fanny pack, and I also have the, uh, you know, the gear bag. And the fanny pack is exclusively for uh, for touring. Like, it's got, you know, I put a tuner in there, I got a, like... Knife. You know, well, and, yeah, but not on the plane. You following? Right, of course. Yeah. You know, just like a bunch of stuff. My picks, you know, just little things. Like, I keep all the... Well, I'm not going to tell anyone in case someone tries to roll me, but I keep all the tour money in my fanny pack. <laughs> but I don't want to give anybody any bad ideas about, uh, you know, I see us out on the road, and I can see my fanny pack. There, I think, oh, there's like... At least, like... That'd be pretty pretty gutsy, I think, to go for that. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's like 20, 30 bucks in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like rolls of Monopoly money. Yeah, paper, you know, with a couple of ones on the outside. You, like, drew it on, like, what you think Washington looks like. <laughs> it's got, like, a bandana on. <laughs> it's like a cholo. All right, man, so we got a pretty exciting card coming up this weekend. It's UFC 187, which is the police code for homicide. Isn't that cool? <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah, 187, man. But uh, even, like, uh, the prelims look pretty good. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the prelims. Uh, that, this would have been a perfect card for John Jones to be on. I mean, he didn't, he didn't kill anyone. But, uh, that we know. There would have been, like, a funny <laughs> funny joke tie-in there with the 187. I'm sure somebody would have picked up on it. Yeah. I still uh, am blown away by how much of a fucking drag it is with John Jones, man. I mean, it's like the worst possible scenario, man. I mean, a guy who's basically unbeatable. No, I mean, in, in like a historical sense, you know, we might never see John Jones. I know there's like some recently in the last couple of days, he's vowing that he's going to return, right? But like, you, we... Somebody, right? Somebody said that, like a fighter was like, John's going to be back. Yeah, it's like some some like you know indirect quote from someone that John's gonna come back, blah blah blah. You know, his manager said that he may not come back. We don't know. I mean, he might not come back. He might he might go to jail. You know, and some cliched thing might happen to him. You know, he might you know become like a nation of Islam guy or something like that. Or you know, that would rule. No, sir. I mean, you you never know, man. Get really deeply into religion, you know, for real, you know, and just be like, yeah. I'm coming out. I'm a changed man. And also, like, I think you brought it up, too. It's like when you go into rehab, you know, they break you apart, man. They, they destroy your ego and they, like, you know, I mean, you and I both know people that have been to rehab and sometimes they come back different people, you know. And who knows what happened to John? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, a part of who he is as a person is who he is as a fighter. So even if they don't, like, break him in any way, if they change even a little bit of him and the way that he perceives himself, that could theoretically, you know, affect how he fights. You know, if he looks at himself as a different person, and if, and if that person he was before was integral to the person he was when he fought, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm just saying. I'm going to have to say that I think it is, just because in, in a lot of ways, his whole persona was kind of false, you know what I mean? Like, the image that he put forth as, you know, this kind of like, you know, married man, family man, you know, like... Uh, didn't really line up with a lot of his exploits outside the octagon, you know. I mean that drunk driving trip, you know. <laughs> the stripper crash. The stripper crash, you know. Like uh, I mean, this thing, this is like first cocaine infraction, you know. And like I don't know. It's it's uh, he's going to have to reconcile the two people, you know. And 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 that reconciliation might destroy his ability to be a dominant fighter like he is now like who knows who knows like the psychological component to what's going on with him you know yeah but yeah this is a stacked card and you know do you want you want to talk about the prelims you want to talk start from the top down or how do you want to hit this oh man it's like yeah let's start at the bottom let's go from the bottom top okay we won't spend too much time in the prelims but you know there's definitely john dodson's on the prelims He's on the prelims or he's headlining the prelims? He's headlining the prelim. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's still not on the main card, right. though. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's probably one of the number one contenders in the in the flyweight division. Yeah, he's getting there. I want to say he's on a two-fight win streak. Maybe three. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know, sort of politicking to be a, 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 one of the top contenders, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I mean, he's it's like, tough. You know, it's a thin division, and he... His last loss was to Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, he's... Demetrius Johnson is, you know, the champ. So, I mean... You know, who else do they have down in that division? You know, there's there's Uncle Creepy, you know? There's a bunch of them. I mean, Creepy, man... I mean, he got... That was rough against Lineker. Yeah, That Lineker. was like... Lineker but also, was is that the fight... Rubbing his belly. Oh, man, that was a tough fight to watch. Is that the fight that Lineker missed weight? Yeah, he missed weight, and then he rubbed his belly when he was beating him. Yeah. Like, come on. I think he should have been cut for that, personally. If I, if I was Dana White, I would have been like, you're going to make light of the fact that you just missed weight? You're out of here. You know, I mean, it seems like this guy gets by with everything. And yeah, he's an exciting fighter, but there's other exciting fighters. I don't need Lineker. I hate his attitude. Yeah. Like, I don't care if the guy knocks people out and has, like, brick fists. I don't care. He's a douche. Well... It's just unprofessional at that level to miss your weight, really. You know, unless there's like a physical reason why you can't. I mean, your job is to show up. You sign a contract. The agreement is you're going to fight this guy on this date, and this on this date you're going to step on a scale and weigh this much weight, plus or minus one pound. So it's like you're not doing your job if you miss weight. You know, if there's some physical reason, you know, some medical condition that you have and you're like look my doctor said I can't cut any more weight that's a different story you know but uh I you know it's just I mean in Bellator oh by the way I'm sorry about the <laughs> uh I, I fucked up last week and um in some uh I don't know stress induced uh delusion 
Hey, I, man, I thought the same thing. I thought, I thought that uh, Kimbo Slice and Ken Shamrock were fighting, but it was that Halsey Kendall Grove uh, title title match was the was the that you know the headline in that card. But uh, but yeah, fucking Halsey missed weight. He won, and they stripped Big him of his title. Yeah. yeah, and he stripped him of his title, man. So. You know, He's like nine pounds overweight yeah. or something. Like, like he, the motherfucker didn't even try to drop weight, you know? You know, he was talking about how he's going to fight at 205 and get that belt, too. I guess he figured he would just sit between somewhere and win fights. Yeah, but, you know, it's just unprofessional, man, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. I I, I, I can't understand that. And he, he seemed fine, you know? I mean, he got the TKO win, and he... Looks good enough doing it. I mean, Kendall Grove. When you have Kendall Grove, I mean, Kendall Grove is talented. You know, he's uh, a veteran at this point for sure, and uh, he's been around. And when you have him as your title challenger, though, I mean, I don't know how much that says that your division's pretty, pretty shallow. I think. Yeah, but I mean, in all reality, I mean, the UFC really has the elite of the elite on their roster. You know what I mean? So in some ways, it's like there's a big step down, though, when you go to other promotions. So when you go to, like, World Series of Fighting or, or, or Bellator. Well, World Series of Fighting does have, um, God, what the heck's the name of their featherweight or bantamweight champion? Uh, Maurice? I don't remember his first name, but he's awesome. That guy is definitely top five, I think. Right, but like the divisions are typically, I mean, there's a big drop off once you step down from the champs, though, you know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. And like the divisions yeah. like get real lean, like real quick, you know? But uh, so anyway, John Dodson and, uh, versus uh, Zach Makovsky. Who I don't really know. You want to hit that first? I mean, that's the sixth car, sixth fight up. Yeah, I'm just kind of like highlighting it, you know. I'm, I, don't, I don't really, sure. you know, for me because I'm I'm like there's a couple of notable things on this, you know. I mean, you can, we oh, can talk amazing. about there's the like so many good 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 fights. Um, you want to talk about that one first? Yeah, since I started, I guess I started talking about Dodson. We might as well talk about that fight. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I found that was really weird was uh. Dodson's last loss outside the UFC was against this guy. Um, it looks like I wrote Pan, but uh, Dan Ruñez. It was a five-round split decision, and this guy was three and zero, and then just stopped fighting in two thousand nine. His last win was against Dodson. I'm like, man, it's just you know it has nothing to do with Dodson, and and and, and but it has to do with MMA when you get these guys who obviously. This was a talented fighter. You know, how many people, I wonder, start MMA, have good records, get off on the right foot, and then leave because life or leave because injuries and stuff? It's interesting when you look through Sherdog sometimes and you, like, start doing these, you know, who lost to this guy and won against that guy and just sort of go down the tree. And so yeah. you run to these guys who were, like, undefeated who would beat serious fighters. And this was at flyweight, too, because I was curious what I was looking into Dodson for was... Who else do you lose against that flyweight, and does his record really matter? Because he's seventeen and six. Yeah. And um, I'm like, well, maybe he didn't fly, fight at flyweight. Maybe those were fights at welterweight or something. Sure. You know, something crazy. Uh, but his last loss outside the UFC was at flyweight. However, when talking about Dodson now in the UFC, I think he is the absolute most 
annoying fighter to me as a personality. Yeah. But his hands. Yeah. His speed. He is so fast, and his power is crazy. I hate his whole gimmick, this little goofy, smiley, ha ha, yeah. it's me, like Mickey Mouse on crack. But uh, his fighting is, yeah, I can't ignore it. You know, I'm not, I was talking about Lineker earlier and saying I hate Lineker. I don't care how good of a fighter he is. I hate how unprofessional he is. Dodson, I hate his, his personality. I love watching his fights. Yeah, he's always an entertaining fighter. He's, you know... He's got he's he's great, but I, he annoys the fuck out of me too. Like I don't like looking at him, you know. And yeah. that's that's the reason why I want totally. him to lose. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly I don't think it's gonna happen in no. This fight. I think he's gonna. I'm, I'm picking him to win, but you never know. Maybe he'll slip on like a banana peel or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, Makovsky's uh, you know a former uh, bantamweight champion over in uh, Bellator. Yeah. I think uh, Eduardo Dantas was the person who, who beat him and, and took his title. Um, he was doing great in the UFC. looked awesome at flyweight. Um, he beat uh, Scott Jorgensen, who was much bigger than him, and his wrestling and transitions looked awesome. His speed is... Where you get Dotson, who's like really killer on the feet, Makovsky's like really killer with his takedowns and his transition game yeah. on the ground um, and that backfired in his last fight which was a loss to Husier De Silva um, but before that he beat Tim Elliott I think Tim Elliott's a little overrated he's sort of like the uh, Keith Jardine of um, flyweights I just don't I don't know I mean I mean, Dodson fought against uh, the last great wrestler he fought against was Johnson and he survived five rounds, and not, we've seen that Johnson has a strong submission game. You know, with that with that last one that he had, and uh, I think before that too, he had like a real quick submission at the end of the fight. Um, I just don't see how Makovsky could win this, and he's probably going to get lit up. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, definitely. I, I only picked Dodson. You know, the next uh, let's let's go down on this fight <laughs> on this one since so we start at the top. So we got uh, Dong Young Kim versus Josh Berkman, and uh, you know I'm going to go with uh, with Kim on this one. You know, yeah, like Ber- I think so too. Berkman hasn't really uh, been on fire in his last couple fights. You know? That um, what the hell, man? What's that guy? Uh, Hector Lombard. Hector Lombard. So he he fought. lost against last. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, he can take the moral victory and say, I survived three rounds with Hector Lombard. Yeah. But, I mean, aside from that, he didn't do anything. Yeah, it was, was just, rough. he just kind of like, exactly, he just survived, you know. <laughs> and and I am I don't think he's got what it takes to beat Dong Young Kim, you know. It should be interesting because Berkman has serviceable striking. I don't think Dong Young Kim... His, he had the two wins. He, he won against Hathaway, and he won against Eric Silva. And both of those people are, like, super aggressive, push-forward, like, kitchen sink-type guys. Like, yeah. um, Silva more than, than Hathaway. I was surprised that he caught him with that uh, spinning elbow. But Berkman's not like that. Berkman's definitely a lot more methodical. And yeah. He's, like, just sort of slow distance uh, kickboxing. So... It might be interesting, and Berkman has a good wrestling background, and Dong Hyun Kim has judo, so 
I mean, we'll see. Uh, what's funny is I thought that Dong Hyun Kim's last fight was the win against Eric Silva, and it was actually a loss against Woodley, and it was a TKO, which I don't even remember. I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember that either. I don't remember seeing him fight Woodley. Which is crazy, because, like, uh, Woodley's last fight was um, against Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum, yep. That was kind of like... Yeah, Kelvin missed weight on that one. There's another fucking guy out there. What a fool. And he looked like shit, honestly. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like... He looked over... There was something going on. Yeah, I mean... There was was a report of something. Oh, really? Like what? Like some kind of, like, uh, illness or... You know? Yeah, yeah, he was, like, sick or something. There was, like, something going on. But it's like... Man... He could have made a title run. He was looking really good at welterweight. But now he can't fight at welterweight. Now he has to. Yeah, be, and and you got a guy like fucking Luke Rockhold who walks around at 230 pounds and makes 185. <laughs> like, you know. Dude, dude, I'm cracking up. I never even thought about that. But yeah, I mean, Jesus. I'm just laughing because I'm like, Gastelum is a contender at welterweight. Yeah. Rockhold? Oh, my God. That would be brutal. Yeah. You know, and, and he's he's the fucking the main man now, I think, you know. I mean we can get to it later, but I mean I think the winner of the of the of the uh the middleweight fight on this card, I, I don't see any reason why Rockhold doesn't get a shot, you know. I mean he's, Yeah, he's, I think he will. He has a stronger case than Jacare. I think Jacare is on a good win streak, but I mean two of those wins are against Kamozi. They looked great. They were awesome finishes. That armbar was beautiful. But, yeah. uh, I mean, dude, what just happened to Machida? You gotta give that shot to Rockhold, man. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was gonna say, you know. And, and you know, he, he beat Michael Bisping pretty, you know, like he, uh, was it a, um, like a, an arm triangle? Or it was a guillotine that he got him? He submitted him. It was a submission. Yeah, he submitted him. I can't remember what it was either. I want to say he uh, him on the feet, though. I want to say it was a guillotine that he caught. He caught him with, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but it was a, yeah, right. it was a submission. It was like some really slick submission he pulled on him. All of his submissions are like really weird because of his length. Yeah, he's like long. His submission of Tim Bosch was really weird too. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, but I mean that's you know that that's 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 what happens when you you don't miss what you miss weight and you got to end up in the middleweight division. You're fighting dudes like that now. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. He's young, man. But, so anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Dong Young Kim should win. I haven't seen anything from Berkman recently. I mean, I was, I was happy when Berkman came back. He had some neck problems. Yeah. So he had to, like, retire, and he came back, and then he won the WSOF title, then he lost it to Steve Carl, then he beat John Fitch, then he came to the UFC. John Fitch, you he's know. old school, so I'm huh. happy to see him. You know? Yeah, no, I, I do, but he's also like one of those guys who might be like kind of on the tail end of his career, kind of like Nate Marquardt. For sure. You know, I mean, he's not. I don't think he's fallen off as as much as Nate Marquardt has, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. like Nate Marquardt was 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 destroying people. You know what I mean? And now he doesn't look so great. You know, there's only so much, so many miles you got. You know, totally. All right, this next one. uh is interesting to me because I feel like it's Uriah Hall versus Rafael Natal. And I Uriah Uriah Hall is is a is a fascinating guy because he has such potential, you know, but the mental game I don't think is there. I mean he ran through people on the Ultimate Fighter and I was like once I saw all those like 
he's like superior kickboxing, his superior Muay Thai skills. I was like, his hands, the execution, he's so crisp. You know, I was like, man, this guy really can make a run. You know what I mean? And, uh, but then like, you know, the, the finale, his fight against Gastelum, and then every other fight after that. I mean, he has a couple of wins. He's a, uh, I think he's on a, I think he's on a three-fight win streak since the John Howard loss, which is just, God, man, how the hell do you lose a fight against welterweight John Howard at yeah. middleweight? I don't know, man. That's if I'm correct, I think all were all of his his last three fights were they all they were decisions, right? Uh, no, he stopped Chris Lieben by. Oh right, yeah, Lieben. Lieben, Lieben was quit. a TKO. It was a TKO, right? Yeah, he, he, he quit in the corner. Um, that was sad. What a shitty way to see Lieben go out. Yeah, Lieben beat fucking Vandalay Silva, man. You know? you know, I wish Lieben went out then. You know, yeah. uh, going back to this this past uh, weekend was that this past weekend with Munoz? Yeah, Munoz. Dude. Yeah, stoked. I, Excited not, about that. Like, you know, wasn't a huge fan of him as a fighter. Dude, almost brought a tear to my eye, man. I was like, his his winning speech was touching. It yep. was awesome. But I was also like, God damn, no one goes out like this, man. Nobody nope. goes out on a win and says, hey, thanks for everything, everybody. I'm done. You yeah. Know? No. no. Nobody. People stick around way too long and they just get ground into the dirt. You know, that's basically how it ends up for a lot of these guys. And, I, and in all honesty, it looked like that's the way Munoz, his career was headed. I mean, he has yeah. had some really, you know, unfortunate losses in the last, you know, few fights he had. You know, and another guy yeah, that comes that, to uh, mind that should should think about the Carnero fight was Yeah, shot. you know. And and I think I'm I'm happy. I mean it was like one of the few happy endings, you know what I mean? And for and sure. I, I was excited about that, you know. Yeah, I mean, and Barnett, I, I don't think he'll get cut. I mean I think that I know that he, he has he's on a losing streak right now. Three. But, but yeah, he's got three losses, which is usually like you start getting on the radar, you know, for being cut. But uh, but I think that it was an exciting fight, and I think that they'll they won't they'll, they're going to hold off on cutting him. I'd be surprised if they cut Barnett. You know, after I that. agree with a lot of um, professional pundits who say uh, the the gym that Barnett's at is not good for him over at Alliance. Yeah, and doing this like punches and bunches uh, footwork based fighting it has it. That's not who he was before, and I don't feel like he's really acclimating to that type of style. Um, a good recommendation, I mean, I wish that he would, like, hear it from, like, one of these other people, is, uh, like, King's Gym. Oh, yeah, where uh, Verdum. Yep, that's where yeah. Verdum is, yeah. Because it's, like, just straight up mean Muay Thai, you yeah. know? And I think that's exactly what he would be awesome Yeah, for, it's, like. It, it's like the old school, like, sh- like shoot box style, almost, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. modified, obviously, for, you know, America. <laughs> yeah, you know. it's awesome. But um, uh, back to Uriah Hall, uh, I feel like, you know, I could say this about every time he gets in a fight. I'm like, oh, this is the test. But um, I feel like the last fight was a gimme against, I think, Ron Stallings. And real last-minute fight. Yeah, he was a replacement. Honestly, he was supposed to fight against Philippu. Yeah. In a rematch, and uh, you know, I mean, 
they could still do that, even though Philippou just lost. I mean, he still is probably ranked above Uriah. Yeah. Uh, Rafael Natal, I mean, you know, he's out of uh, Henzo's, but uh, he's totally lower in middle of the pack UFC middleweights. I mean, I'm sure the guy would go undefeated outside the UFC, but his wins are against Tom Watson and Chris Camozzi, and his loss against is against uh, Ed Herman in his last three fights. And, you know, Ed Herman's uh, a veteran, yeah. tough guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think if Uriah Hall really wants to stick around and not just be in that group, um, he, I mean, he, he definitely needs to beat Natal. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, uh, this is like, if he if he wins this, it kind of legitimizes him a little bit, you know what I mean? Yes. If, he, if he loses this, it casts a, a shadow on who he really is, in my opinion. That's know? it, dude. Yeah. I think that's it, personally. I mean, that's like, you're like a marginal top 15 middleweight in the UFC. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Natal's a, he's definitely, I would say, a, a, a gatekeeper who surges and then gets beat and surges. Um, he's that guy, like, in the middle of the mix that just, like, you gotta get through, swim through that rapid, and if you can't, then you, you're not getting anywhere else. Yeah. But as of who will actually win, it's a hard call because. Do I think that Uriah Hall has the ability to win? Yes. But I don't know if he's going to win or not. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. You know, I mean... So it's a hard it's a hard call to make, you know. But I think since what we're trying to do here is make predictions, I'm going to predict that Uriah rises to the occasion and, and, and takes the, the W in this one. Yeah, I mean, Natal has fought aggressively in the past, and, and he's also fought not aggressively. And... Uriah seems to not handle aggression very well. Yeah. But then you look at the Howard fight, and he doesn't handle non-aggression. So I'm like, what is this guy? You know, sometimes he's a destroyer, and sometimes he's the exact opposite of that. He's like a rabbit that sits on your lap. I don't I don't understand. Um, you know, I, I really... I have no... No idea about this fight. I really can't even make a call. But if if I was forced to make a call, I could not even say that I would. I would say Uriah Hall, though I would like to, because he's just hasn't shown that consistency yet. I want him to get there. I'd love to for him to get there. That'd be awesome. He's great to watch when he's exciting. Yeah. Um, he should beat Natal. He really should. Also, the one other thing too is like he needs to use his kicks. He has to incorporate those in in uh, combinations, I think, you know, with with hands because he needs to really set up his kicks with a guy like Natal because otherwise he's in the danger of getting taken down, you know. So I mean, I think that that I mean here, you know, I mean obviously he's probably discussed this before with his coaches, but like, you know, he needs to like a lot of guys in the UFC they just throw those single kicks and they get taken down or they they don't use combos, and I think that. You know, Hall's game plan needs to, against a guy like Natal needs to include, you know, combinations with hand combos, like leading off with like some jabs, you know, and going going to the low kicks, you know, and go to the body, you know, and just kind of segue into using what his strengths are, you know, and avoid being taken down. Really, I think because he has a very very rudimentary ground game, 
you know, especially at the level that he's fighting at right now. Yeah, I mean, he was with, uh, God, what the hell? Oh, Ty- he was with uh, Tiger Schulman. Yeah. Up until uh, The Ultimate Fighter, and I think he's with Grudge now. Oh, okay. I'm not positive. I want to say he went out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could see Natal rushing at him and Hall slamming him with a knee. Yeah. He should train, train with uh, Sarah Longo, man. That's where that's where uh, where Uriah Hall should go. That'd be crazy. Well, you know, Weidman's one of his last losses. I mean, I mean, when you looked at his losses before the Howard fight, it was like, wow, man, he only lost to uh, Costa Filippo and Chris Weidman. You know, like wow. And then Gastelum beat him, dropped a welterweight, and then he got beat by a welterweight at middleweight, and it was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Now there's these losses too. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna look to the bright side, and I'm, I'm gonna give uh, Uriah my uh, you know my my I'm gonna give him my prediction of winning. You know I'm, I'm gonna be optimistic in this one. All right. Now the opening fight is the the women, and I yeah. only, I only know Rose Namajunas. Thug Rose. What Thug Rose? Yeah, from the Ultimate Fighter. That's it. Yep. Runner up. And uh, I don't know who this other lady is, this um, Nina Ansaroff. So um, she's six and four, and Rose is three and two. So it could be Apples anybody. Apples and oranges. Could be any, you know, like who knows what the fuck's going on here. I kind of. Yeah, like- you look at it and you're like, well, you got to give the experience to Nina. She's got 10 fights, Rose has five. Yeah. But you know, I, I can't really, I can't really uh, make any kind of prediction on this one. I don't have any opinion on it. I mean, I think Rose has been really fun in the Ultimate Fighter, and then before that, she did a lot of like high risk, crazy flying arm bar type things. I don't. I think those could work in the the division that she's in. Yeah. Um, I hope that she can climb back to a title shot. Now I'm gonna. Hope she wins this fight. I'm going to pick her to, to to do it, though I don't have a lot of information on it, just because I think she's exciting. I'm going to go with uh, Rose because I don't know anything about uh, Nina, so I'm going to play it safe on this one. For all I know, Nina's a, a beast, and she's going to come in there and just fucking smash her. But I don't, right, I, I, she I might be on a six fight win streak. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't know anything you know. about her. Maybe after this, I'm going to try to look her up on Fight Pass or something and watch a couple of her fights. Definitely. I mean, I, I should have looked her up on Sherdog too and seen what her fights were. The next fight's pretty, pretty interesting actually because it's Mike Pyle. Wow. Okay. Third fight in on the card, Mike Pyle. I'm like, wow, man. Like, you know, this guy's been around for a long time. Was looking really good for a while. Put together a nice win streak. Um, I don't know who ended that. Uh. I don't know if it was Brandon Thatch, maybe? Uh, um, Matt Brown. Matt Brown? Matt Brown, I think, defeated Mike Pyle. Um, That's what I was going to say. The other one was the other guess. But um, he's fighting against Colby Covington, who fights out of American Top Team. Um, he's got good wrestling credentials and actually was John Jones' roommate in college. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So he's probably going to fight on cocaine. <laughs> But, I mean, he's 7-0. Um, 
against the 26 and 10 pile. I'm surprised that this got licensed. I mean, they must have been like, well, look, he's also he, he has like a wrestling credential, so it's not like it's his first competition, you know. Because seven fights against 36 fights is a huge difference, dude. Covington doesn't have any real signature wins. Um, so this is it. I mean, this is like, they're really, they must really believe in him because this is a crazy fight to give him. Yeah. I mean, you know, Pyle, Pyle is a coach, man. Yeah. He's like coaching motherfuckers. You know what I mean? And, yeah, right. Uh, Couture, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he's like a corner man. Like, he's like uh, a very experienced you know, guy, man, fighter. So good Muay Thai, great Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yep. You know, I, I um I'm I'm still gonna go a pile on this one. You know, but yeah, it's gonna be it's interesting. Soon. It's gonna be interesting. I mean if Covington wins, I'm gonna you know, the UFC's done a good job. I mean they, they put this dude uh into the deep end and if, if he wins, he's gonna be on my radar. Totally. If he wasn't before this I think Pyle's going to win. I mean, it just seems like too soon, man. I mean, you could put Pyle in there against a lot of, like, the lower end of the 15, and it would probably be a pick em. Yeah. Um, this next fight, I, I, don't even, I don't know anything about I don't about even know it. who I mean, these guys are. Leo Cunts and... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I know. I know, man. And uh, Islam Makashev. Yeah. He's eleven and zero, Makashev, and Kuntz okay. is uh, seventeen one and one. What weight class is this at? Uh, lightweight, one fifty five. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who these guys are. Is Makashev? Uh, <laughs> is they, he like? They don't have a country. He's a man without a country. They don't have nice. any, anything listed listed for him. Leo Kuntz is American. But Makachev is like unknown where he's from. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> so all right, right well, that, that, Makashev, that dude's eleven and zero. Uh, no one knows where he's from, and that's why I want to go with him. Yeah, I wonder if he's like Dagestani or something. Probably. There's he like has a look about him. Looks. Yeah, he he looks like he's like one of those like former Soviet type guys. You know, he's got that. Dagestani Islam Amish beard. Yeah, it's like a tough guy, man. Terrifying. I'm gonna go with him because he's from the former Soviet Union, and I'm he, gonna go with him too for sure. Yeah, eleven and zero. Yeah. Um, the next fight's good. It's a, uh, you know, uh, looking at flyweight. There's a lot of flyweight fights on this card. Yeah. And you got Scoggins, who's nine and two. I want to say his two losses are in the UFC, and he's. Like a karate background, I think, and oh, against Josh Sampo, who's eleven and four, um, and I, I, I want to say that he has two losses in the UFC too. So you got two guys who I think are definitely they're young, so they're like growing UFC fighters. Um, flyweights, it's a division that needs these type of people in it. Um, this is gonna be a good fight. It's a it's a good opener for sure. I'm Hell surprised yeah. that Makachev versus Kunz is ahead of it, but yeah, I mean it might you know that, that's uh, I mean this this actually this card even on the early prelims is is like something you definitely want to tune in for. Definitely, I mean we're like excited about every fight so far on the prelims, except for one that I mean just gauging from the guy's name if he's. 
Dagestani, you know, and he has some like type of background like of those fighters. I'm sure it's gonna be an exciting fight. None of those guys fight boring. Magashev looks like a killer, man. Like he looked, he just has that cold look about him, you know. So I'm, I'm a, Eastern I'm, promises. Yeah, totally. He looks like he's, he's, you know, just like a a, a badass. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that one. Who do you but, got in Scoggins Tampa? I don't know, man. I don't know much about either one of these guys. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna go with. All right, just because he's a. He, I'm interested in guys with a karate background. I'm gonna go with Scoggins. Yeah, I think Scoggins. You know, and and should this, be able to do it. His fight IQ has been a little. He's young. He's super young. Yeah. He can do it. One of the things about karate, it's like a lot. You know, a lot of people are they're accustomed to seeing you know Muay Thai and you know boxing, you know wrestling and jujitsu, but. Uh, if you're coming from like a karate, I mean, I, I don't have recall if he's like one of these like point fighting karate guys, but that's like a whole other technique and the stance, you know, there's like this weird sideways stance, like the yep. target, the target's different and the mobility's different. And, um, I mean, for me, like the kicking is almost secondary to the, to the movement and the stance. You know, and the and the sort of uh, if a karate strikers like they have like a like a different game plan than typical tech, you know Thai boxing or like U.S. boxing. So I'm interested in that. You know, I mean Machida, the guy who put karate back on the map. You know, he's like an elusive. His stance, he changes his stance a lot. It's like a very interesting, you know, sort of fight. So, so I'm interested in that one, and I'm gonna go with Scoggins. Did you hear about the Machida fight? Like a new one that's coming up? Yeah. Who's he fighting? Um, <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank on this. Uh, uh, God, the guy who he was supposed to fight Jacare, he just beat Tim Kennedy. Um, oh, uh, uh Yo, 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 Yo Romero. Romero. That was fucked up. The Yo Romero Tim yeah, Kennedy fight. It was, but uh, <laughs> he got he got knocked out basically by Tim Kennedy. I mean, I he was he sat in his stool for like 20 minutes or something like that. Locked. But then Kennedy, man, Kennedy messed up. He uh, he let he let it get to him. He, he he got out of the fight. He was like concerned about the the illegality of the you know their legality, whatever of the of, of what was occurring. And you know he should have stayed in the game, and like he could have won, but he let it get to him. Was like got out of it, and then you know Romero swarmed like a maniac. But yeah, anyways, Machida's fighting uh, Yoel Romero. Machida should In beat Miami. that guy. Miami. I, I, wanna, I mean, but then again, man, who knows? Maybe Machida's on his way out too, man. I mean, man, I know, I know Luke Rockhold's a badass, but I've never seen Machida like go out like that. Well, that elbow, even Rockhold said, I mean, Machida's head was flushed to the mat and it was just like, bam, you yeah. know? I mean, that was rough, you yeah. know? I, We'll see. It should be an interesting fight. Um, yeah, so we're at the bottom of the main card. Yeah, let's just start there, man. With uh, Joseph Benavides, uh, pardon me, Joe, Joe Benavides and John Moraga. There's a flyweight, yeah. another flyweight fight. And um, Benavides, Benavides, I can't, why am I fucking up his last name, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. Benavides, Benavides, Benavides. Sorry. Sorry out there, Joe. He, I love Joe Benavides. It's like 
I'm I'm my, I'm picking him because he hits harder oh, than anybody yeah. in that fucking division. Oh, hell yeah. If he had a couple more inches, he can fight in in, the, in in probably a higher weight class with the power that that guy generates. You know. So I, my my this my is setting not. up uh, Benavidez Dodson. Yes, that. I think Joe would dismantle that dude. He's got to touch him, man. So is Dodson. Dodson's got yeah. super fast power, man. True. I mean, Benavidez, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Here's the interesting thing about him. Is he is... His four losses are to two people. Dominic Cruz beat him twice. Chased him out of that uh, bantamweight division. Yep. And then... DJ beat him twice. I mean, it's going to be tough to get a third title shot. True. And that that fight was like crazy. He threw that winging punch with his eyes closed and got knocked out by by DJ, which was like wow, that was unexpected. Yeah, but I mean, Benavidez doesn't really. He's like he's too small for that division, though. I mean, this is the right weight class for him. No, it was in the same one against uh, wait, 125? Demetrius Johnson. Wait, wait, wait. You yeah, said... We're, we're... Wait. Benavidez lost to... Ah, you know what? Yes. I thought, you, I thought we were talking about someone else, actually. Sorry about that. I have to cut well, I said off. Johnson, and we got Johnson later in the card. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, and that guy's fought in every weight class. <laughs> well, I don't think he ever fought flyweight. <laughs> no, no, he didn't, yeah. but... <laughs> All right. But yeah, I mean, I think I think Benavidez is going to win this. Uh, Moraga's a, a submission type of guy. Uh, he's he's he, he's like large, slow. Yeah. I just don't see him being able to beat Benavidez. No way. This is it's going to be Benavidez Dodson in in the next fight. And unfortunately, I think if Benavidez beats Dodson, he's still I don't think he still has a title shot. Even though I he's pretty much cleaned out the division at that point um, except for fighting Demetrius Johnson but I don't know if anyone wants to see that fight again yeah because it's like there's the uh, the entertainment aspect of this you know getting that getting getting like a rubber match with someone is kind of tough you know what I mean especially when it's you're like the, too light, the light and it's also the lighter divisions which I love Watching, uh, you know, Demetrius Johnson, but he doesn't fucking draw anyone. No one, no one is ex- is, is as excited about that division as some of the other, you know, heavier weights. Yeah, they really need to like. They should have saved uh, Demetrius Johnson for like a, a Mexico card. You know, yeah. a, pl- a place where there's like, you know, a lot of lightweight boxer, lighter weight boxers come from. That's a good. That's actually a good angle. You should email Dana White about that. I'll write to Dana White. Yeah. This next one, Andre Olovsky versus Travis Brown, heavyweight division. Holy shit. You go from 125 yeah. to like 240-pound dudes. <laughs> this, Crazy. I feel like this is um something that is maybe the, the game, you know, the, the entertainment aspect of this thing. They're trying to give Travis Brown another win after he got dominated by... Uh, by over Doom, you know, and because you know Brown, Brown was an exciting fighter, you know, he he was on like a, a tear, and then Verdum just like squashed him, you know what I mean? And that's not. He's sad. had a um, what's that? 
uh, he's at Glendale now. Yeah, Glenn, that's uh, what's his name there? That that uh, Armenian dude. Um, yeah, Rousey's coach. Yeah, and uh, he used to fight over at Jackson's, and you know, I don't know how that how this camp's gonna. Not the camp, but I don't know how that team's going to, like, how that's going to work out for them. You know, like we were talking about earlier with Barnett and yeah. uh, Alliance. Just, I don't know if some styles are good for some fighters. Because he is, even though the dude's, like, you know, whatever, like 255 pounds or whatever, he tries to adopt that Dominic Cruz movement, which is interesting for a bigger guy like that. And it uses up a lot of energy, you know. And, uh... I you know on a personal level there's just something fucking unlikable about Travis Brown. I don't know. I just don't like the fucking guy. I like when he loses. However, <laughs> however, um, Arlovsky is definitely a shadow of what he used to be. You know what I mean? But he still got power. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to that. I think that Arlovsky is more than capable of knocking Travis Brown out. I think that he's a way more skilled striker, and I think that he he has more, in the striking department, he has more tools at his disposal, I think, than Travis Brown does. Hmm. You know, he's like a, a seasoned, like he, he's more of a veteran, and I think that he has a higher skill set at this stage than Travis Brown does. Unless, like, this camp over at uh, Glendale, like, you know, had made a huge difference in his, his skills. Yeah, I don't think it's going to transition very well to the car- the person, the fighter that he has been up till now. I don't know. I mean, just changing himself all of a sudden. Uh, I think that Ar- Arlovsky has a more polished um, skill set of the things that he does, whereas Brown has been in the past like, oh, I'm going to throw a flying knee and a spinning elbow and like just all these high risk things, yeah. like you know, crazy and. Uh, you know, Arlovsky is going to throw one twos, hooks. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to be executed. Like they're going to be well executed too. You know what I mean? So you know, maybe Brown's going to like go crazy <laughs> and try to go after him. I don't know. Maybe he's going to try to box him. <laughs> Which I think that in a boxing match, I think Arlovsky will be able to will slip, and he still has some good hand speed. You know. Yeah, the only thing power in the Bigfoot fight. True. The only thing is that Olaski has always had a somewhat questionable chin, though. Except in the Johnson fight, (laughs) you know, talking about crazy things again. There's so many weird, you know, as a UFC probably starts to grab everyone who is out, who used to be outside the UFC, or reacquire people who left the UFC. Um, You know, we were talking about the uh, Tim Kennedy fight. Yeah. And then now we got uh, Arlovsky when he fought against uh, Johnson. The, he uh, he got his jaw broken because the the timer was like five seconds over the the round. It was like five minutes and five seconds. He got hit with a, a hook. Oh yeah, it broke his jaw. And that's pretty, you know, like someone who's had issues. You know, I think went on like a three TKO KO loss streak, which was really as a fan was worrying me I was like man this is bad something like he got TKO'd four times in five fights or I don't know it was something really bad man it started with that Fedor um, hay, you know haymaker knockout that happened on him where he was 
I thought he was winning that fight. Um, so anyways, you know, someone who, who we definitely have thought of as having a weak chin, you know, he got, he ate a shitload of punches on the chin and had his jaw broken in that Johnson fight. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, not to say that people were wrong, but maybe he fought against power punchers. And I don't know if Brown is that power puncher. I don't think he is really. To tell you the truth. I mean, I, when I watch Brown fight, like his technique isn't really there when he's punching, you know, that's kind of, I mean, the way, when I, when I look at, I know, I know that he's a fucking badass, but like, um, Hendricks, like his, his, if you watch him fight, if you watch him throw punches, they're technically not good punches. He has that overhand right that he is like throwing a fucking baseball, you know, and that works for him. But if you look at any of his other techniques, they're they're not they're not technical, really. You know what I mean? And I feel like Brown is that kind of striker, really. You know, he's he, you look at his technique, and it's really not. He doesn't. He he could be throwing bo- dropping bombs on people with a, that fucking frame that he has, but he doesn't long. use. Yeah, he has those long ass arms, but he doesn't deliver. He doesn't generate the power that he can, and that's why you know. I, I, I kind of, like on the skill level, I, I give it more to Arlovsky. You know, I, I want Arlovsky to win, honestly. For sure. Know? I definitely want him to win, you know. And I think that uh, it's hard to pick him, though, in this fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say that I'm going to pick Arlovsky to win, even though I want him to win. I mean, weak by Schaub, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think he even admitted in some interview that he he was nervous when he went into that fight. Right, correct. He was. That was his first fight back, and I can only imagine the pressure of that. But, I mean, he smoked Bigfoot. (laughs) That was crazy. Smoked him. I'm going to... I I want Arlovsky to win, definitely. I mean, I thought at one point Brown was a viable contender... I mean, I think that Velasquez, I mean, who knows what or who Velasquez is at this point, but I don't know. I mean, Brown's lost against Verdum. Who are they going to do next? I don't know. Are they going to have a fight against JDS or something if he loses? You know, I think JDS would destroy him. Oh, yeah. Even this new crazy zombie JDS that's like really not good. I mean, hey, he's probably the number two, but the damage that guy's taking is like really bad in his last like three fights yeah against Stipe been. too Stipe Miocic yeah, four fights because also against Mark Hunt it's yep. like dude not good Stipe Miocic I think is probably the next opponent for Travis Brown if he wins this fight mm, that'd be awesome yeah I like that yeah that that makes sense even Arlovsky you know whichever one of those guys wins that'd be cool yeah so I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to pick Arlovsky just because, you know, we got to pick somebody here. and I feel Yeah, I'm going to pick Arlovsky just because I don't that. believe in Glendale. I just don't, I don't know about it, man. It's a, it's like a boxing gym. What's the that fucking got, guy's name? The guy, the Armenian dude. Tar. Targaryen. It's like Targaryen. Isn't that from like Game of Thrones or some no, shit? No, it's like Tar, Tar. Jamie Lannister. <laughs> it's like Tarviner or something. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know. That guy. Um, I, I mean, he does great work with Rousey, but that's because Rousey already has the crazy-ass Olympic-level judo thing. Yeah, I mean, know? she's a fucking, gold, you know, was silver medal judo judoka, so, I mean, she already has a grappling down, 
you know. Does she throw kicks? She just throws knees and punches, right? Yeah, just knees and punches, no no kicks, and just it's and like just so now Travis Brown's just gonna throw knees and punches. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how. I don't know if Orlovsky has the footwork to get inside of that reach, but if he does, I mean, he, I think he can touch Brown. Who knows, man? I mean, I don't, I don't even know who Brown is at this point since he's at this new gym. I don't know, I don't know if he's going to have a totally different thing. But I think Arlovsky, not only does Arlovsky have a, a good chance, I think, because of where Brown went, but they used to be training partners. So also Brown's coach, former coach, Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn, mm-hmm. Arlovsky's coaches, and I'll be, dude, you know, I mean, that's scary. Those guys are game players, oh, man. Yeah. You know, they're like, so these are Brown's weaknesses, and we're going to work on exploiting those, you know? I mean, like... That's actually that's, a very good point, and maybe that's what gives us the real reason why we're going to pick Arlovsky, is that his coaching staff is better, his corner is going to be a lot better, and the game plan is probably a lot more sound, you know? And they're going to know Brown's flaws being his former coach. Absolutely. For a long time. Yeah. I mean, so... I mean, yeah, actually, that gives me a lot of confidence in picking Orlovsky, actually. Yeah. All right, next up is uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus... Cerrone. Yeah, totally. I mean, he was supposed <laughs> to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I always have problems with his you life. You nailed that one, yeah. This. Yeah. That one, the fight, I mean, this one, clear, I mean, Cerrone should take this guy out, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Mac Desi definitely. Yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. Cerrone versus against uh, 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 long kickboxer Cerrone, big long kickboxer. Tell you the truth, man, Cerrone takes this guy down. That's it, dude. His ground game's fucking crazy. Insane. And Mac Desi has junk ground game. Dude, he beats him on every level, really. I mean, in my opinion. Yes. The the Cerrone, no one, no one thinks of him. I mean, I think now they're thinking more of him as like his jujitsu. Like when he fought Miles Jury, right? Who you know isn't you know Jury fancies himself like some master jujitsu guy, and Cerrone doesn't even, Cerrone doesn't even have a belt. Like technically, he's not even like like he's just been training. You know, he just he's not doesn't have a belt or any kind of you know lineage or any of that kind of stuff, but. He fucking like that first round, man, where he had him in that uh, in the in the omoplata for like the entire round almost. He he has a insane submission game, man, and and you and standing with him, forget about it, you know. I, I so yeah, totally. clearly clearly Cerrone, but the Nurmagomedov. Mac flashy, but he's really small, man. He should not be in this division, Mac Desi. I think he doesn't want to cut weight or something, and he's at uh, TriStar. I don't know, man. I don't know why someone's not saying go to 45, dude. Yeah. I mean, Cerrone's got five inches uh, reach advantage on him. How much height does he have on him? Like three inches? Uh, let's see. Height. He's 73. Well, hold on a second. Wait, I think I just fucked up. <laughs> uh, where do they have his fucking height on here? I'm looking on the UFC site right now. They don't, they don't, they have his weight. <laughs> I want to say that uh, Mac is like five seven or something. Yeah, Cerrone. Yeah, he towers over him probably. Cerrone's got to be at least five ten. So yeah. yeah, I mean, like, 
I just think Mac Dessie, he was exciting when he first came on the scene. I was like, wow, cool. Um, I still think he's a good fighter, obviously. Um, I've always thought he should fight at 45. So uh, hopefully he loses here and says, you know what, I'm going to fight at 45 and then has an awesome career there. I just think he's too small at 55. Now, easy fight. Should be an easy fight. Yeah. Next fight. I don't even crap. I don't even think that's going to go three rounds, Cerrone. Nah. Not yeah. unless Cerrone wants it to. Yeah. You should collect a paycheck, get a bonus. You know, take him down, submit him crazy. You know, do something weird, get a north south choke, something like totally unexpected. <laughs> you know, get that paycheck. Now the next two fights. Holy shit! Fucking a, dude. Weidman, Chris, Chris, the champion, Chris Weidman, versus Vitor Belfort. What's his nickname, Weidman? Is he like the All American? White Weidman. Yeah, White Chris Weidman. Uh, the so All good. the All American. Chris White's Weidman. <laughs> Mr. White folks Weidman. <laughs> that would rule. <laughs> that would that would be a, a really good nickname. And uh, versus the Phenom, v- Vitor Belfort. Like the... A- A.K.A. Victor Gracie. That's his real name? No. But, like, way, oh. way back, he was, like, fighting under the name Victor Gracie. No shit. Yeah, then, of course, you know, know Horian, I think, stepped in and said, My friend, you cannot use this name. You know? <laughs> oh, shit. Actually, um, I read in uh, in Ensign Inouye's book... Um, you know, he's a Gracie jiu-jitsu guy, and when he started his MMA career, he used to rock the uh, the Gracie symbol on his shorts, and Horny and Gracie stepped in. He's like, no, no, my friend, you know, and told him to fucking take it off. Wow. It's fucked up. Crazy. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of the Gracie, he's like the one, he's like kind of the outlaw Gracie, that guy. Like, a lot of the, the, the some of the, there's like factions within the family, and like that guy's on a lot of people's shit list, apparently. Huh. I have a um, a documentary that I got for like nine bucks on on uh, Amazon. Then they kind of go into that a little bit, the feud between Horny and Gracie and some of the other guys and the other huh. Gracies in the family. So, but anyway, we uh, we get off topic here because it's fucking. No, it's cool, man. Bad, I know that badass fucking fight coming up, man. TRT tour, man. Well, Sans TRT. Um, dude, I you know. I'm just going to go on the record and say that I I, I actually back I've I've grown I've warmed up to Chris Weidman I didn't like him at first, um, but dude he beat Anderson Silva twice, you know, he uh, got the he d- defeated um, uh, you know Machida Leota Machida decision, you know a decision win, and um, I think he's a, he's a fucking legit beast man, you know yeah dude. He beat Maya. He hates Brazilians. <laughs> and uh, he's not, I'm surprised he's not a bigger star, though, man. You know, like, no one... He's, like, this kind of, like... No one really pays attention to Chris Weidman. It's outside of, you he's know... He's kind of boring. I mean, as a personality, you know? I mean, he's just sort of like, eh, whatever, you know? He's, he's like, mad he's Long Island. Time. He's, like, total fucking yes. Long Island, man. You Big know? Time. But... Now, Vitor, we have uh, purportedly a clean Vitor on this fight, which we can't say was true. 
on those spectacular wins he had when he was uh, on TRT. Yeah, spectacular. Amazing. You know. Crazy. Mind-blowing. But, on the other hand, Vitor's skill level as a boxer, he, you know, he's arguably one of the best boxers in the UFC, really. I mean, I don't know. I, his, his hand speed, obviously, is bar none. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I can't believe he still has it. Now, apparently, he has spinning shit speed as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, he throws kicks. It's like, wait, what? Your legs are fast, too? Yeah. But Wyman's a good boxer. I mean, Wyman's a great you know, boxer. And he's knocked down Anderson Silva doing his Matrix shit yeah. by having bad boxing. So, uh, but he doesn't have that speed. No way in hell no. does Weidman have the speed that Vitor has and the, v- the famous Vitor Blitz. You know, Vitor almost submitted John Jones. I don't think that he's going to submit no, no, different no. body types. I'm not saying that, that but submission game is is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, because wrestling it's a plus. Yes. No, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to submit it, but I mean, like, Vitor has gone places that a lot of people haven't gone, is what I'm I'm saying, in the UFC. For sure. In this sport, you know. But I got to say, I'm still, my pick is still Chris Weidman in this one. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Vitor can keep on making wax wings and flying close to the sun, but I don't think he's ever going to be able to get a real title, because Vitor was never the light heavyweight champion I don't care about that belt that he got from the gloves cutting Randy Couture's eye yeah that that was crap and, and Randy got him with a vengeance in their in their fight in their rematch yep Vitor is another person actually who just like uh, Benavidez has lost multiple times against the same people yeah yep. which goes to show I mean that he has some type of weakness if he fights against the same person and and they beat him I mean, he goes to show, obviously, that they're also very good fighters because Vitor is a great fighter, too. But it seems like wrestle boxers and being able to break him with wrestling has been always his weakness. And yeah. I think that Weidman's going to take him down and oh, yeah. grind him and yep. just get ugly with him. Get and, on top of him. Put that yeah, weight on top of him. Put dude. that weight on him. You know? Totally. And wear on him, man. And it's like, I, I think that, you know, yeah, Vitor's striking looks awesome. It looks new. It looks better. But... I mean, are you going to make a... What is he, like, 38 fight years? He's, like, you know, like a, that's old, like a, way a, older, but... That's, like, 100 in, like, <laughs> fight years. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, coming up on 40, Vitor. You know, and that's, he's like... He's been fighting forever, yeah. man. I mean, that's old. Like, that's since, like, 17 or something like, like that. He, he was, like, a kid when he started Lord, fighting. man, you know? And it's, like, yeah, his striking's better than it's ever been, but I don't think the dude's wrestling is, like, you know... Not saying it's like he needs wrestling, but I think it's that mentality and the grind and like the. I just think that like you get these guys like Randy and even Chuck had a wrestling background and uh, Tito and, and you know and then his other fights that he lost I think were against uh, Kazushi Sakuraba, yeah, um, Pro- and uh, uh, Alistair Overeem. I think I'm missing somebody in there. Who else beat him? But um, oh Anderson Silva, of course. But yeah. uh. Yeah, I just think, I think that Weidman has everything. That dude's a three-dimensional fighter. He's got good boxing. He's got great jiu-jitsu. And he has, he has great takedowns, too. So, I mean, I'm not sure if his transitional game is, like, 
really good where he's going to be able to dunk under the punches and like hit him with a takedown. I but just feel he's like Weidman. We saw that against Machida. He's got a great chin. Yeah. I just feel like Weidman is just this fucking monster that's going to like get him. You know what I mean? I just think that he's just going to fucking <laughs> just get him, man. You know, like that's kind of his style, man. You know, it's just grab the guy, throw him on the ground and put fucking elbows through his face. That's like. His ground pounds brutal. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is, this is how it's going to go. You know, you know, I mean, he's huge and he's fucking he's, enormous. Did you see those pictures? Yeah. Him next to Vitor? Yeah. He's fucking tr- tremendous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Vitor looks like a welterweight. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Weidman's a big, tough fucking, you know, guy from Long Island. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean that's gonna be a great fight. I mean, hey, if, if Vitor wins, it's gonna be insane. I'm, but, uh, I'm anticipating. I'm like, and this is probably a bad thing. I'm looking past this fight because I'm I'm gonna say that Weidman's gonna win. What I'm looking forward to is Weidman Rockhold. Two hundred percent. Two guys who probably they should just be like, hey, let's just fight at two twenty. You know. <laughs> Like Let's fight at 205 yeah. for the interim belt or something. We'll fight at 205, you know. Like, that, that, they're just these two fucking jacked fucking savages, you know, with very interesting skill sets fighting each other. That That's the fight I want to see is, like, Weidman versus Rockhold, you know. Yeah, I mean, that fight's crazy. Like, you know, you get the... Obviously, Weidman... Knows kickboxing, otherwise he wouldn't have checked that leg kick from Silva. Yeah, um, he's got good boxing, uh, good submission game, great wrestling, and then you know you get Rockhold, who's got like crafty submission game. Yes, good kickboxing. Yeah, more legit. Def- definitely more legit than Weidman. I mean, remember one thing. Let's let's not forget that when Anderson Silva broke his leg, he wasn't using any combinations. He was just lobbing these kicks, these leg kicks out. Oh. You know, and it's like there's a big difference between a guy who's like understands how to do how to kickbox, who's like using combinations and hands and putting putting techniques together. And you know, that's a, there's a huge difference with that. I think that. Though Anderson Silva, you know, is a top fucking fighter, you know, his legacy is is like you know, insane. But a guy like Rockhold, he puts it together, you know. He's not a guy who's gonna throw like one kick at you. He's gonna like chain him together with some other techniques, you know. And I think that, um, I mean, I'm interested to see how Weidman would do against a guy like that. You know, I mean, I know he beat a lot of people, but you know, Rockhold's a, a fucking animal, you know. Yeah, that's an awesome fight, and I really look forward to that. I mean, it's like, really, whoever wins. I mean, I think if Belfort wins, you definitely get Rockhold. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't give Rockhold Weidman. I mean, that's an awesome fight. Like, the top end of the division at middleweight is really, really interesting right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be the, if Vitor wins, then it's the, the Belfort-Rockhold rematch, you know? Maybe, unless they do Weidman. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how, what that how quick it is, you know? Yeah. If it's like a 10-second knockout, they probably won't do an immediate rematch, you know? Yeah. If it's like a banger split decision, then they will. Yeah. So now we go into the controversial heavyweight title bout between uh, Rumble Johnson and Daniel Cormier. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, we were talking about John Jones earlier. Yeah, it's kind of, in my, I mean, look, you know, these guys, both of these guys are fucking tremendous. But whoever wins, it's a fucking empty belt, really, in some ways. It's really empty if Cormier wins. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. If Cormier wins, there's, there's like, it, it, it's going to be hard to celebrate it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be, I'm yeah, it's going to be impossible for me to celebrate. Yeah. And I'm sure the guys at AKA are going to be stoked, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I like both of these guys, man. You know what I mean? I like watching both of these guys fight, you know? And uh, what, do, what do you think, man? I, 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 what do you think about this one? It's tough, man. I don't know. I feel like Johnson might have had this crazy pressure for John. I'm not sure. Cormier, you know, he's still shorter. He's, his arms are not as long. He's just a stocky dude. Uh, is he going to continually shoot and take Johnson down? Maybe. Johnson going to throw knees and fast hand combinations. You know, talk about that. Jesus, man, those brutal uppercuts he just threw in succession against Lil Nog. Brutal. Um, you know, you can throw some of those when Cormier comes in for a takedown. Or if Cormier tries I feel to like clinch Johnson's him. surging, man, and Cormier's going to Cormier talked about, I think one of me was one of his teammates said that he was like thinking too much about John and like this stuff. And now he's like, you know, fighting Johnson, but I think he's thinking, here's my chance to get that belt that I didn't get when I fought John. So he's still thinking John. Yeah. And he's thinking about the belt. And I'm sure he's thinking about Johnson. I mean, I don't think that he's totally looking past him. And then I'm, and I bet he still thinks about John. You know, so Johnson is just going in there and is like fighting dudes. Yeah. I don't know if he's like he's not like going in there being like, oh, it's Phil Davis. He's like, okay, I'm fighting this guy who's a wrestler. He's long and da da da. Like he just seems like he's like way together right now. And I know that Cormier was awesome at heavyweight, but this ain't that. No, you know, we're not talking about a dude who didn't cut weight and had awesome cardio, was crazy strong, and you know had great hand speed and things like that you know I I don't know how he's going to perform at light heavyweight um, I think I think Johnson I want to see Johnson win I definitely want to see Johnson win because I want the title to have some type of significance to me because if Cormier wins it's like the definition of a paper champion yeah definitely I think that if Johnson can put his hands on, on Cormier it's, all, it's lights out man you know, like Anthony Rumble Johnson knocks motherfuckers out. That's as simple as that. You know what I mean? And um, you know Cormier, if you can get him on the ground, I know, I know like Johnson's a wrestler, but he's probably not at the same. He's definitely not at the same level that that uh, that, that DC's at. He stuffed all of of Davis's takedowns. That's for sure. Yeah, but I don't even think Davis is at the same level as DC. Really? No, he's not. No, he's not Olympic level, but he yeah. was. You know, whatever the heck the U.S. Yeah. wrestling uh, credentials level below Olympic level is. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if D.C. can get him down, I think that's his best bet. If D.C. clinches him, I think Johnson still could put his hands on him. You know? I don't think that D.C. has the grounded pound or the submission game 
to worry Johnson. The people who Johnson lost against in the past, I mean, granted, it was at welterweight when he cut 3,000 pounds. Yeah. Um, were like submission, way well, more heavier submission guys. He lost to Koscheck, right? Which is crazy because Koscheck used to fight out of AKA. Yep. You know, so he lost at welterweight. Now he's fighting for a title against another guy from AKA, but he's not the same guy. No. I'm going to go with Johnson on this one. You know, I love DC, man, but, like, I feel like mentally DC is not there. And also, I mean, he, you know, and I just feel like Johnson has more options to end the fight. Yeah. You know? I think Johnson can do it, man. I mean, Johnson doesn't have any submissions either, but I'm sure he's just drilling... You know, stuff and takedowns, standing up, trying to do a sweep, whatever. I just don't think Cormier is going to hold him down. He's not going to slam him like he did poor Dan Henderson. I, I really look forward to this fight. I think it's going to be awesome. And I think that Johnson's going to keep streaking, man. He's on a nine-win streak now, ever since his middleweight loss to frickin' Vitor, where he, like, just sort of gave up. He was like, all right, choke me out. He, like, it was it's crazy how he just used to be like, all right, fuck this. Um, you know, it's like he got taken down, his back got taken, and it was, like, flattened out, choked out. That was it. Immediately, boom. Those guys are teammates now, actually, when I think about it. They're both Lexillians. Yeah, yeah. Vitor and Johnson. Yep. That's pretty cool. Um, I just think, you know, man, yeah, Johnson, he's streaking, man. Cormier, I mean... Uh, Bader called him out today. Did call, call Cormier out? Uh, I think, actually, sorry, Cormier said that he was pissed that Ryan Bader was trying to campaign for a title shot and jump in front of him. Which, um, you know, a lot of a lot of fans were like, uh, hey, dude, you, you do you remember you just lost the title <laughs> shot? Do you... Do you remember that? Yeah. It just happened. Pretty decisively, you know? too. Like, he lost... He was beaten decisively, I think. Totally. Like Five rounds. Like, yeah, it was a decisive win that Jones put together over him. So it's like, you know... Because I guess Bader was like, you know, who'd you beat, man? <laughs> you know, like... He, that was his reply. He's like, who have you beaten? You beat Dan Henderson and Patrick Cummings. You know, I mean, Bader lost to Jones back in the day, but yeah. he's beaten a lot of people since then, man. You know, he beat Shara. He, uh, who the hell's Steve? Oh, wait, sorry. Wait, did he? He didn't beat Shara because Shara's first loss was, uh, was Jones in the Octagon. He, he, he got stupid and rushed him like a, like a fool. But, um, I don't know, man, he beat OSP, uh, he has some good wins. I, I, I don't remember everyone that he's beaten right now, but I think that Bader's definitely beaten more ranked opponents than uh, Cormier, who maybe maybe Henderson was ranked, but, like, seriously? Yeah, Dan Henderson. <laughs> I love Dan Henderson. I love him, man. He's a legend. But, um, he's a legend, man. I mean, I tried buying this Dan Hendo hat, and it was, like, sold out every time. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, man, it's crazy. I was like, what the hell? Um Cormier is unproven at light heavyweight. He's proven that he can't beat John Jones. So, Johnson, man, he's streaking. And I think Johnson might have knocked Jones' head off, and it would have been awesome. Dude, that's the, that's the biggest the biggest letdown in this whole situation with John Jones, is that that fight would have been a f- 
fucking like such a great fight. You know, epic. It would have been an epic fight, and now we're never we're not going to see it. Like I said, you know, earlier I said that if Jones ever does come back, it's going to be a different guy, man. You know, it's just such a letdown that that fight just that fight didn't happen. You know, but yeah, I mean, I don't even know where Johnson goes. I guess after Cormier, Johnson does fight Bader. You know, sure, which is crazy. It's because like after Johnson beat uh, Gustafson. So they're not going to give him a rematch. Nope. Um, you know, Cormier will have lost two light heavyweight title shots. Um, the next in line would probably be Bader. I can't think of who the hell else is ranked in the top five. Thin it, division, man. It is a thin division, the 205 light heavyweight division. It's interesting that it is kind of thin, you know. But, uh, you might see Rampage get up there and fight Johnson. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, Rampage is back, man. He looks great in that fight. People were, like, talking shit, but dude was throwing kicks. He, like, sort of gassed out halfway through the second round, but then came back with a flurry in the third. Yeah, but also, I mean, you know, I mean, actually, he probably was training for the fight, because I'm saying it was like, there was, a, there was like this controversy here, it was whether or not he was actually even going to do the fight, you know, because Bellator contract, and there was a lot of drama, you know. Yeah, so they had to have the fight at like 2.15 or something, and I yeah. was like, oh, shit, you know, so he probably stopped training cardio or something, I don't know, maybe yeah, stopped training. Weight cut. maybe the weight <laughs> he cut. He looked great, whatever, whatever he wasn't doing, he still looks great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's the you know that's the card and that's the title picture. I mean, man, what a crazy card! You get Dodson, Makovsky, Benavidez, Moraga. Whoever fights after the, like whoever wins that is going to fight each other probably. And then you have Cerrone and uh, Macdessie, and Cerrone's on a streak. I mean, he could get the next title shot, um, especially since Pettis got dethroned. Yeah, um, Brown Arlovsky, you know. Holy shit, Arlovsky climbing back into the title picture. That's awesome. In 2015, uh, Weidman Belfort, like you said, man, you got to think Luke Rockhold's going to fight the winner of that. And then uh, Johnson versus Cormier, and, you know, it just depends on where John is legally and men mentally, and you might get the the winner of that versus uh, John Jones. And, uh, you know, depending on how he returns, he very well might get... Uh, the third, maybe the fourth. I don't, I don't think Tito ever got it back. So the third uh, two-time light heavyweight champion in UFC history. Yeah. So that's uh. So even though John, uh, you know, screws up a lot, even if he comes back and he's able to uh, get past glories, he's going to get rewarded for it because he's going to be a two-time champion. Well, there you have it, man. That's the that's the whole the whole uh, you know the whole the whole deal with this uh, UFC 187. Great card. Totally looking forward to it. All right, and everyone, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, you can like uh, everything went black on Facebook. Uh, if you wanna follow it, follow me on Twitter. It's at Mike Hill HQ. And also, if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes so everyone have a a good night and if you check out the fights this weekend have a good time take care now
alone with Mordor.